They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm kingdom and I'm Yo, sweetie, what did Jack go to the barbecue spot and ask? Where the beans at? He actually said, where's the fruit? Get it, jackfruit? Mm, that's kind of clever. You know, you go to the barbecue spot, you get jackfruit instead of regular food, you mm. know, regular meat, get your potato field, your spud. Anyway, the only reason I mentioned that is because we just added new cold-pressed juices to the Hustleblings collection. So in addition to your cold brew, your ground coffee, your whole bean coffee, you can also go ahead and pick up a cold-pressed juice, baby. You can order it in a 12-pack for a full-out cleanse, or you can order it just to try it. Make sure you tell your friends, your homegirl, your auntie, and your granny them, who you all got hooked on this podcast, to go ahead and pick up some cold-pressed juice if they're not a coffee drinker or if they also love juice. Cleanse your palate. Cleanse your palate. Let's start the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Million Dollar Conversations Podcast. I am Rat-a-tat-tat-pat. I am your favorite rich mother, sometimes an auntie on the weekends. I am none other than the faith boss at the faith boss. All right. I am none other than, well. Well, you already finished my time. Okay. Well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to bring you in. Okay, I'm going to move the curtain for you so you can come through, okay? All right. And I'm introducing none other than Mr. Put It On. All right. Mr. Taking Over for the 99 and the 2000. Mr. Taking Over for the 2020 to the 2022. All right. I'm talking about Mr. Holding On to That Hairline. All right. Old Man Jenkins himself. All right. Brother and Gwini is in the place to be Z. All right. That's my. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. for It started out very beautifully. Then take a sharp left. I introduced myself it's tiptoeing t in the building (laughs) aka mr overtime aka double overtime aka triple overtime aka staying overnight you know this is the guy mr heavy ragu mr red velvet you gotta do it right don't half do it i don't like this half stepping you did on my on behalf don't do the corners don't do the corners be direct you're right you know you're right you know so when you introduce me next time i'll tell you about my problems you know don't tell people about my problems we know it's fading but god has a plan for that (laughs) but here you go all right sweetie i'm I, i think that was a grand reminder to tell everybody to hold on to their headlines because the ride is getting crazy out here all right we do want to take a moment um before we start our podcast to just recognize um there's so many tragic events that happen in the world um but this happens to be on the heels this podcast is recorded on the heels of the astro world incident um and you know tweety had a classmate who um, was one of the victims um, and it's pretty heavy um, just seeing people your age, um, any age, honestly, um, just leave this world. And we're not going to make this a, a sad podcast, but um, we we don't want to be tone deaf um, and we do want to recognize it. So we're praying for the souls and the attendees of um, that event. It's, it's crazy out here. Right. You know, I, I really do. Um I, I don't know him personally, but I know of him and his family. I know his brother more than him. 
and um, for listening. Uh, my prayer, my prayers, our prayers go out to you. Um, and uh, it's it's just a sad situation. It's a sad event um, that you know kind of live in a senseless world sometimes where you know life is taken for granted. Um, but truly praying for you and peace to be with you and your family in this time and you continue to be uh, covered, you know, because it's not easy. Yeah. And so even with all of that being said, we definitely don't want to, uh-oh, 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 sneaky, sneaky Pete is here. All right. Um, yeah, y'all know we do we do record with an entire um, other host. Uh, our production team is here as well. Um, <laughs> introduce him. Introduce him. Um, uh, 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 introducing mm-hmm. Sneaky Pete. Mm-hmm. Introducing Peach. All right. Wham, wham, all right. Wham, wham, wham. Pressy. All right. Introducing um, uh, PJ. Uh, the baby. <laughs> Pressy Pie, all right, up in the place to be, helping mommy and daddy record, all right. He is definitely our bundle of joy. Um, y'all, I know it's a whole lot of crazy things happening in this world, and we never want to neglect it. We never want to overlook it. We surely don't want to be tone deaf to it. But also, um, at least on this podcast, we want to give a lot of love and a lot of light and recognition to the things that are worthy of smiling about. Um, so, Tweety, um, that leads me to my little shim, 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 shim. All right, I want you to give me three things in the past week that made you smile. Three things that made me smile. Um, money made me smile. <laughs> uh, okay, let me be serious. Uh, what else? Um, I got to watch a boxing fight and that really made me smile. Like it was just the simplicity of like sitting there and watching something that you do love. Um, my wife, obviously, uh, you made me smile most of the week. <laughs> and we gotta, we've got to come correct and just be honest. <laughs> most of the week you made me smile. Uh, seeing my son, you know, just progress and like make little milestones. I believe he's tr- he's starting to say "dada," so I, that that's really making me smile. Um, yeah, I think I said about four, but yeah. oh my gosh! Um, okay, so sweetie, I would definitely say something that made me smile. Um, I don't know. It's been a it hasn't been a bad week at all but it's definitely um i feel like every single uh week um since i quit my job uh oh (laughs) we'll come back to that um has been just very interesting and um it's very been very intentional from god to grow me in a certain area and challenge me in certain things but um i'll definitely say this week um i made some progress in the area of um one of our businesses where um, we were able to um, just just be a little more strategic, and that made me smile. Um, my husband, being such an amazing um, <laughs> man, manager, manager. I was trying to like emphasize the man and manager, um, but just being somebody that really um, believes in me, um, that made me smile a whole bunch. Um, man. Uh, I got to have a few conversations with um, some folks, some family members, some friends, um, and it, it just it just made me made me smile a whole lot. And also, um, you know, we're implementing some things at our church with our uh, youth ministry, um, and just seeing just a lot of fun and a lot of um, uh, 
a lot of unity in that area really, really, really made me smile. All right, so that is what's made me smile. Oh, and not to mention, I did cook this week. And your girl, I don't know, something about when I be cooking, I be feeling like a Jamaican lady who lives in New York who owns her own bistro and tells people they can't come in unless they take their shoes off at the door. I don't know. I be feeling like I be making up my own rules. Wagwan party. You know, um, um, or... Peas. <laughs> I be feeling like my name is Joyce, and I'm always wearing an apron, and I'm always mad at the mailman for coming in late. But, um, yeah, man, every time I cook and I get in my zone, and I got my music playing, my candles burning. I am literally in the one one of the best spaces that I exist in. Um, so yeah, man. So guys, uh, let's go ahead and give some life updates. Um, since last time we spoke, um, your girl was contemplating quitting her job at that point. Last time we talked, it was probably about really. Yeah, I was contemplating. Oh, this was live, live. Okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. This was, I was contemplating it. Um, I was in a, I don't know, man. I don't want to take up the whole podcast with, with that whole thing oh, because, well, it's this. it's late to me. Like, it's old news to me, what but it's new somebody? news to somebody else. Okay. So, um, hi, guys. Y'all know I was teaching. Um, I taught for five years. And um, this summer, actually right after I had my son, I just really felt the heft of teaching and I, I wasn't mad like I'm emphasizing this because I know that in the world of TikTok and the world of teacher quitting videos um, so many people are, are like saying I quit because of the adults and not the kids like that don't even sound right like, like you know what I'm saying like but you know people quit for different reasons is what I'm trying to say but I definitely will say I quit for my family um, and I know that people can feel however they want to feel about that or hear that however they want to hear it but um, it was a, a much prayed after and and much thought about decision that has got me nothing but peace and I, I don't regret it one bit um had Preston came back in the summer you know for the teaching um what you call what they call it the professional development was completely out of it um was texting Tweety the whole time you know Tweety was at home Preston um orders were coming in and things just got a little hectic <laughs> like I'm at school all day in a, a freaking cesspool of COVID, which COVID is everywhere, I understand. I'm not trying to, like, make that the only place. But, you know, and I come home, and I'm exhausted because I've been, like, I've had, like, 300 kids today. And Tweety's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm like, man, I'm tired, too. And then we had this order. And then we still have Preston, and we're still trying to get his, his nighttime routine together. And then we're also still married, you know. So we still try to, like, find time to relate. There were so many days that I'd come in, and we would just, like, cross each other's paths, shower, and get in bed, and start the whole thing over the next day. Like, I think there was a couple of days we just, like, didn't say much to each other. What were your thoughts during this time? Um, perseverance. Um, the only thing I could see was where God was leading our family. Um, when you had told me about quitting, I was more excited about you quitting than you was about quitting. (laughs) And for me, it was more because I already knew that the vision that God had for us and what he had shown me was us really working on our, our legacy, our business and, and something that we can hand over to our son. So for me, it was just more of a, that was a great time that you had, you know, it was a blessing to be, um, in that profession that you were in, but God was calling us to the deep. Um, and sometimes it's in a, you know, when I saw you, I was like, I I wonder why she's still like, you know, like I want to tell her, 
to to stop and just focus on what God is telling her to do. Um, but I, I also was reminded that, you know, sometimes when God speaks to an individual, even though you are married, it's up to that individual to be obedient to that word. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want to be uh, jump the gun and just tell you, just go ahead and quit, babe. I wanted God to really uh, soften up your heart to see what he is saying to me and what he's saying to our family so that everything can fall in place. Yeah, so um, I ended up resigning the six, actually the end of the six weeks, the close of the six weeks, um, first six weeks of school, um, and I left on a really good note. Um, I was had a very good conversation with the principal, and those who did know, <laughs> they either said something to me or they didn't, <laughs> uh, but that's a whole nother story, but you know what I mean, like, um, man, what I don't want to come out of this conversation, because I felt it necessary. I didn't have to share with the world that I quit. I didn't have to say that. That was nobody's business but my family's. Um, it didn't. It doesn't affect anybody but my family. But I didn't share. I did end up sharing it, and so many people either kind of fell into one place or another. Some people were fellow teachers, and they're like, "Man, like I can't wait to quit. I'm so sick of this." Da da da. Baby, I wasn't sick of it. I was ready. Like there was a true transition. I was. I was listening to the voice of God in the the next move for me and in my family. Um, so I wasn't mad at nobody. I'm not the system. This I mean, yeah, there are holes in the school system, but I also was a good teacher. Um, so I was grieved at the fact that I was leaving some great kids and I was a good teacher and I had a, a chance to to make a difference in their year this year. And I didn't, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't finish the year, but um, I also knew it was time and I had peace with that even as well. But I'm not trying to say all this to say, go quit. I'm not going to do that. I don't pay your bills. I don't, I don't have to bear that cross for you. That's not something I don't have to answer to your family for saying that. Um, uh, but what I do want to always encourage anybody to do, if you're feeling like, man, the next thing, um, I want to do is resign or whatever for, by the way, we're living in the great resignation right now, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> uh, um, definitely pray about it. So how, what are your thoughts on the great resignation right now? Sweetie? To me, it's less about resigning because you could resign and then be signed again. You know, you could quit and then find another job. So like, I think there's a lot of hype behind our oh, man, quit, 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 quit. The job never did nothing wrong to you. Yeah. Like, why you hurt, sis? Why you hurt, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was never like I actually dislike. Like for me, there was moments there. Obviously, there's a roller coaster ride of emotions when you are ready to move on to the next thing. And for me, I was just wanting to remind you that the job is not you. Like, you know, like some people get stuck on titles yeah. and some people get stuck on like, you know, what they were able to get as far as in notoriety or power through a job. Mm -hmm. Some people live and die by that literally right. from a post, from a position right. um, so that they could feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, is that what you were called to or was that just your job, mm -hmm. which you also are gifted in being a teacher doesn't stop. Yeah. It just stopped where you were, you know working at right. um, and my greatest um, thought process when it comes to great resignation is like um, being people are absorbed now with the idea of business but they are not focused on the idea of what God has given them in the business yeah. so the idea of being an entrepreneur is 
quote unquote it's sexy. Trendy. It's extremely trendy. Yeah, but also sexy. Like I'll, I'll wake up when I want to. Yeah. I buy my, my own clothes. My time is mine. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna stop me. I'm gonna show up, and I'm. I'm like, but bro, sis, like, how you making ends meet? That's why you was at the job. Like, let's not forget that there's provision provided. That's why you showed up early in the morning, late at night. You yeah. dealt with what you dealt with because there was provision. Yeah. You was getting paid some Skrilla to show up, mm-hmm. and you kind of enjoyed what you was doing. <laughs> but now, how are you going to make your ends meet? How are you, like, you got to have a plan behind it. Yeah. So, like, aside from making it trendy, I was like, well, for this household, it's going to be a plan put in in place way before the great resignation happened way before covid hit there was a plan Mm -hmm. and so if you instill the plan it's less about look at all of us kumbayaing together we're not working at places we're just here but then what Mm. what happens after and i believe that you're just like you saw the great resignation is going to be a great hiring. <laughs> it's on the way because somebody's building a business to find the people who resigned. Yeah. Somebody is building that position for them. Space so space. I was like, you know, I'm, I want to be one of the builders mm-hmm. of positions. I don't yes. want to be the one looking for position. And so anytime like there was any doubt, I was I just reminded my wife. I reminded myself. I reminded um I reminded myself of just what God said for this household. What is the mission? What is the goal? Um, And it's not just to buy back time. It's not just to get more money, but it's to follow after God. Mm -hmm. And when you follow after God and what he has placed in your hands, you won't fail. Won't. You'll just succeed abundantly. And people start asking, like, how y'all doing that? How this happened? It don't make no sense. People make up their own delusion, their own idea of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you just keep moving forward. So when it comes to a great resignation, it's a lot of noise. It's a great article, by the way. Yeah. I wish I wrote that article because I should have <laughs> wrote, wrote that article. <laughs> but this is an, a great example of there's opportunity waiting. Yes. And it's a, a and it's it, it's an employee's market. It's also employer's market. It's also a, you know, self self-employed market. You yeah. could also build businesses from this. Yeah. So but I can't tell you what you need to do because you need to consult with God about that. That part, that entire part. So let's go ahead and go into our business conversation. I'm on the heels of the great resignation. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit to the people that are interested in quitting. And maybe they realize they're not quitting tomorrow. Maybe they realize they're going to quit a year or two, you know, whenever. But they have a goal in mind. They would like to work for themselves. What plans will we give them? What what information will we give them um, to make that jump? Um. One, let's start off with uh, don't make quitting a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that you will happen when you say I quit something is that there's judgment behind it. Mm-hmm. Judgment from yourself, judgment from other people, judgment from your aunties, your next door neighbor who sees the cars not moving. <laughs> there's going to be judgment. Um, but when you are shifting, quote unquote, transitioning, and building what God has given you, it's not a, uh, there's not a thing that somebody could say to change your mind. Uh, one key thing I would give somebody is like, what are the two uh, needs according to even like Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Something like that is you need shelter and you need food. How are you going to accomplish that? That's why you go to job. That's why people do paychecks. 
you know, or go go to a job to get a paycheck. People go to a job because they need to uh, get that car note paid for. They need to get that house paid for. They need to, you know, eat food. They need the new Nikes. They they just need. I need. But what if your need is really a want? And what if your want is really a need? All right. So the first thing I would recommend if you're looking for some practical tips, um, one, how much does your life cost? You need to see how much does your life alone cost. And if it's not just you that you're so so it's kind of you have a little bit of flexibility if it's just you alone. Like no no spouse, no kids, just not even a dog or a goldfish. You can kind of finesse some things, right? Um, but if you do happen to be in the other boat where you have dependents or you have somebody um, that you you know share your life with and you have kids, um, then you know you have to do a little bit of strategizing. But how much does your life cost? All right, and what are the things you need for your life? Well, something um, <laughs> a real conversation that Tweety and I even had um, when I even thought about quitting and. Of course, like I am the offspring of that generation that's like, I'm gonna work till I die, you know? And so, <laughs> so, you know, all my thoughts about just quitting just because of this heft I was feeling, you know, had me really conflicted and feeling like, man, am I ungrateful? Am I just, you know, what am I doing? Like, I, you know, I went to college to make sure I can get a job. Like, how am I, like, like, who am I right now? And, um, one thing that came to mind is when I thought about like, you know, livelihood and I thought about like making sure that I can, you know, do the things I want to do and all of that kind of stuff is Tweety was like, listen, there will be times like when, we, when I first started teaching, there'd be times like we was going to be broke anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like we was literally broke anyway You know what I'm saying Like like brokenness was always a choice Upon you It was always a choice And also there was something in my mind That because I wasn't 100% all in for entrepreneurship um, I'm just going to be honest Like I, It was a great idea It was an amazing fantasy But like the reality of it kind of made me squirm a little bit um, Was just the fact that like I had convinced myself that that was the most money I could ever make. Mm. And when I really, really, really think back on like, yo, Patrice, like making 55,000 as a, as a teacher, whereas I do know that there's teachers making 30,000 teachers making 36,000, you know, teachers protesting just to have like equitable pay so they could pay their bills and not be on government assistance. Like that's existing right now. Um, when I think about that, um, I realized how much my actual worth and my time is. So I move on. Um, how much does your life cost you? Also, ask yourself, um, you know, if you were saving already, how do you have space to aggressively save? Do you have space to put, once you figure out how much your life costs, how many months ahead of your life can you buy? Everybody who you going to work with, everybody, all the other cars you see in the parking lot, they're trying to buy time. They are trying to buy time. They're trying to be there with their kids. They're trying to be at home with their wife or their spouse. They're trying, to, they're trying to go travel. They want time. So that's why they go to work. So when you think about saving the money, if it means you cut out eating out here or buying your, your hair or going to get your nails did or going to get your feet did or whatever the case is, just so you could buy some time, you realize the time is always going to weigh a lot more. So go ahead and see how many months ahead while you're at this job. So if you give yourself a year, in 12 months, you know you're getting a paycheck every month of that 12 months unless you get they let you go. Um, then figure out how you're going to put that money back and put it into a, a, a account that's actually going to be accruing interest so that that money can make money for you. Next, eliminate your debt. 
if there's any some we be having the stupidest debt in the planet man like we be having debt for credit cards because we went out to eat pizza or we be having debt for you know we have debt for student loans and stuff like that but make sure that you're paying off your debt because if in the case that you might have to leap and if you need a small loan um there are different ways to get that money for your business but if you need a small loan to cover something maybe equipment maybe um stock or inventory or whatever the case is for you um definitely go ahead and make sure that you have you know lessened a lot of your personal debt business debt is a little different from personal debt um then i also want to encourage you to make sure you just get all your things in order make sure you have a business plan like tweety said people are so in love with the idea of the trendiness of business the idea of i'm an entrepreneur i'm a boss i'm a this i'm a that and until you're generating that income and until you are actually understanding what it is you do you sell or you provide um then then you're an entrepreneur so tweety Mm -hmm. in business um how does one do you believe that since 2020 we've been using this word pivot we've been overusing this word pivot what are some ways some practical ways you could tell somebody to pivot um if they feel like they finally jumped into the entrepreneur bag but they feel like they're not making any money or the money that they hope to make even after doing all that previous preparation i just talked about i like that question um how do you pivot um i believe that people I mean, I, I hope this comes out right and people understand what I'm saying because I do see a lot of people, quote unquote, calling things pivoting. But really, how do you pivot for something that you never actually tried? Like some people, like they'll, they'll let's say I was selling insurance one month. Next month, I'm a banker. The month after that, I'm an accountant. The month after that, I'm selling sneakers. Um, I, I believe that pivoting is when you use what you already are doing and are able to maximize off of a new thing that you learned from the previous thing. Um, I think what could be learned from pivoting um, in business is that we, we look too much into the money that we can make from a pivot. Like if I add this to my repertoire, instead of understanding the, the opportunity and the lesson, right? So, right, so like we we want to hurry up and get up off the ground too quick, right? And be like, oh, I hope didn't nobody see me fall. Oh, extra, extra, I'm selling this, right? Yeah. But I I challenge you to think of failure as a great thing in business. Man, if you are not making mistakes, you're not moving. Right. Uh, you you're failing to understand that failure is actually your friend. Uh, failure is the is a friend of your next move, your next. Uh, uh, idea your next business plan comes yeah. from understanding what you did wrong the first time the yeah, second yeah, time yeah, yeah, the yeah. 15th time the you know I think that's one of my greatest characteristics and quality is that people see me fail in front of their eyes mm. and they ask themselves how do you get up and I'm like well <laughs> you just do yeah. because there's something I learned from that, that I could put in my back pocket that you don't have right. but you know people want to skip the process and that's when pivoting coming. Pivoting comes. Pivoting should be an assistance yeah. to what you're currently doing. Right. You know, like you're if you're constantly morphing and changing, people are also morphing and confused with your changes. Mm-hmm. So you have to give people consistency. Mm-hmm. You have to give people the same thing yes, and sir. you just give them what you are and what you know. You know, God never changes. Yeah. 
you're a Christian influencer. <laughs> There's, you know, you should never change as far as your core mm-hmm. of who you are and what you are doing. Like people, people buy more into a story than they buy into a product. Mm-hmm. People buy more into the influence than they do into a concert or an event that you go to. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to just be yourself and be original, mm-hmm. no matter what, you'll be able to succeed. So like I, I do believe that pivoting can work. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, it can definitely work. Um, so the origin of even the word pivot, um, at least within the last two years, is when people like could not physically set up shop anymore, and they had to figure out how to sell online or how to change their products to fit their customers. They pretty much found a new way to do what they were already doing. Um, but one thing that you said that made me think about something is like. You know, sometimes we get on this whole entrepreneur kick and, you know, we get into this whole working for myself kick and we confuse the the truth of God with the grace of God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so I feel like what I what I've heard um, just being said on, on people who have the Christian entrepreneur platform as well, be like, man, God told me to do this. God told me to jump out here, be out here and do this and do that. Um, and then the next thing that comes out of that is like you hit a wall and it's like, well, you know, God is getting me through some things. But that wall, like you were the transportation <laughs> to that wall. You know what I'm saying? Like like this whole time, you know what I'm saying? Like people credit God for movement, but they also like throw God under the bus for anything that feels like failure. And so I feel like the truth of God is that he will allow you to move um with uh, within his grace he will allow you to move and do that hey you want to quit your job you want to leave your job that's fine okay i have provision for that like god like god is but he's still a god of order right so when you you hit the wall and this is turning into our faith conversation which is fine because i feel like it's so hard to to not talk about business without faith um and and pretty much like when you hit that wall like it's got to be somebody's fault well, God is just taking me through changes. No, not really. <laughs> right. not, yeah, like okay. you got there. Like you were the one that got yourself there. And then that's also not an invitation to a self-pity party. What it is is just a moment for self-reflection. I feel like anytime that you are uh, the, the brand, the voice, the business, the company, all of these things, you have to constantly self-reflect because whatever you're dealing with is what your, your consumers and your audience is going to have to deal with from you. And so... I really do believe the truth of God is that he allows us the space to do things in his name. Um, But the grace of God also covers a lot of our stupidity. Right. But also he, he doesn't, a lot of things we get away with or we do, you know, he, he, he allows because he loves us, but it was not necessarily in his will. I don't Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. So, while we're in the business section, because I feel like sometimes people have questions in their heads when they're listening to the business section, like, man, like, you know, where is this coming from? You know, what experience, what credibility, what, you know, what, how are you guys coming with up with what you are, you're, you're saying? And my thing is this, look, I will never not take advice from anybody or anyone because you just never know where God is going to speak from and who is going to speak to concerning you. Um, the the biggest flaw with a normal entrepreneur, I, I ain't even going to put Christian in it, normal entrepreneur is the lack of wanting to listen. Mm-hmm. Listening to advice, listening to 
the person who got burnt on the other side. Like, you know, if somebody's coming to you like, Patrice, I went down 35, there's a whole traffic jam, and you're not going to move for three hours. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but usually you're the guy who says that. And I don't know. Like, I'm going to just go find out for myself. Yeah. And you end up right in the traffic jam like, right. dang, I should have listened right. to the person who was telling me the truth all along. Yeah. It's too late. You're in the traffic jam. You're going to have to sit it out and wait it out. So for me, it's like looking for pockets of uh, community, whether the community is the book next to me, mm-hmm. my wife, and the old trustful one, the Holy Spirit. Um, asking God through the Holy Spirit on what to do because sometimes God is so unorthodox that it doesn't have to be on the trend of what everybody else is doing and then you do it and it creates the trend. Right, right. Being able to allow God to shape you. A lot of people don't want to be shaped by God. They want to be shaped by themselves so when they get the success it becomes self-made. Mm-hmm. It becomes, well, God did this for me. Mm-hmm. So as much as you can put a strategy in place for your you know, I quit moment or I got my own business. I got my own this. How much of that glory goes back to God? So depending on your answer of how much the glory goes back to God is how much God is going to give you to grow what he wants right, to grow. Right. By your measure of faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the the, the most important part I've learned through this is that um, there's nobody out here. I don't care who they are. Uh, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, and uh, Kanye West, all these people that we are admiring and looking at, the common denominator for a lot of these great thinkers of our time is that they don't fit themselves in a box of what everybody else says, opinions. Yeah, yeah. What's the truth? What's the fact? What's the undeniable thing? Mm-hmm. Is that God is. Right. And when God is... He could do whatever he wants in yeah. the span of a day right? with the idea that he put inside of you. Oh, so you preaching. Oh, so you going off. Yeah. You going off. All right. So, 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 so let's, let's, let's lighten this up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. All right. Let's talk about, so you were watching the Kanye West interview not too long ago. Um, I think so. Preston was just up, you know, throwing hands per usual, throwing bows. Um, had Tweety up, and <laughs> Tweety was listening to this interview, and I just heard bits and pieces of it because I was going in and out of sleep. Thank you, husband, for letting me sleep that night. That was so nice of you. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some things that he mentioned? Because you came back and you kind of told me a few things he talked about as far as faith and business and him being a troll and you enjoying it and all of that. Um. One, I definitely check out the interviews on Drink Champs. Um, it, it was an interesting interview to me. Um, one thing that, that, that I related with Kanye West is how we look at who God has called in this perfect um, bowl or this f- perfect idea of the, the people God is leading. You know, the people that God has allowed to lead. And we don't, if you start reading the word of God, you'll see that a lot of imperfect people are being put into leadership positions. Yeah. So that God can show you himself through them. Like, look, I took Saul and I made, I, I took, uh, I took Saul and I made him Paul. You can see like different situations where he takes King David, who was just a shepherd, you know, and made him a king. You can see so many different situations where God just transforms, transforms, transforms. Yeah. And 
it's usually the most imperfect people that he does that with. And I saw myself in a little bit of the interview when he was talking about just how much pressure people put on a fellow Christian who falls and is a leader or a fellow Christian who is quote unquote imperfect. And he's yet still working to find the perfection through the Holy ghost. And in moments where he falls, people who are supposed to cover him, laugh at him Mm -hmm. in moments where people who are supposed to, uh, you know, praise God for his victory and like, you know, the things that he's accomplishing, not just in the world, but maybe in his family, maybe in his kids, yeah. supposed to be uplifting him or trolling him. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're saying, oh, man, he really don't believe in God. Oh, do you see this now? Yeah, he's divorced. It's like we're, we're talking to him as if he's not a human. So why do you think admiration comes off as trolling so often? Admiration? Coming because up. in order to troll somebody, you have to admire them. Uh, Mm. I think you're infatuated with them. I don't think admiration could be it. You have to have a, a form of, I, I, I see where you're going, but I think it's an infatuation. Uh, like I have this, I don't even want to call him friend, but acquaintance on Facebook who, for example, they, they are, you know, they have a different team that they support in football. And every week they don't talk about their team. They talk about the Cowboys, win or lose. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you're you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. You must be. Yeah. I don't hear you talk about your team. You're infatuated with the idea of the fandom, the craziness, why people so in love with this when you, you know, you just don't get it. And sometimes people get into the I don't get it mm-hmm. place and they begin to get it. And then they say, well, in secret, I like them. Mm-hmm. But, in, you know, out in the public, I don't know about that. But in the same way, I think that's what people do to. Uh, these people, because as soon as they die, it's like, oh man, I'm bumping the seven CDs that this man did. Right. I'm I'm all up in the I'm all up in the lab with it, you know. Like I'm making the next. It, that's how I felt about you know uh, a couple of the people who passed away last year. Yeah. It's like there was no appreciation right. of who they were while they were here. But as soon as they left Earth, there's all of a sudden an appreciation. And in the same way, that's what we do to celebrities. Like we dehumanize a Kanye West and don't look at it as the husband. Kanye West, the brother, the Kanye West, the father, Kanye West, the sinner, the Christian, the all these different titles that one has to hold. And you're putting a, a microphone and a camera in front of him yeah. every single day. And he's going through all these motions. I'm not saying this man is perfect. I, I can blatantly see the things you see, too. But what I'm saying is how many people are doing the same thing to you? So in the interview, he talks about um how in Christianity we have a way of abandoning what God has called us to. Like God has told you to be obedient to something and you're being disobedient to it. But to the public, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm, 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 I'm figuring it out on my own. Like you start putting, putting the ownership onto you mm-hmm. when you should be saying, well, I'm going to be obedient to God because he's shown himself, you know, uh, so many times in business. He's like, how can you educate me on something you've never tried? Yeah. That's what people come in my comments and try to do. Right. How are you going to tell me about something you've never accomplished? Right. You've never attempted. You've never even, like, understood. Right. And when I say, like, he brought the how Sway comment. Mm-hmm. So we can factually say Sway did not know what he was talking about. Right. But we, along with Sway, thought we knew what we was talking about with Sway. Man, yeah. And he said, you don't have the education. And you don't have, did he have the education? No. In a lot of ways, it, it, there's a lot of light bulb moments on people who are just 
uh, innately creative and different, and God uses them. So, like, my thing is when I see somebody fall, I want to pray for them and I want to cover them. The man has said, I have issues. I have bipolar. I have things that I deal with. It's not funny. It's not, it's not just, this is my life. And I'm living it in front of you so that you can find strength. That is powerful. That is powerful in itself. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, like he has his moments where his ego gets in the way. You don't. You don't have moments where your ego get in the way. When you puffing out your chest, talking about the accomplishments and things you did. Yeah. Boy, if some of us had nine billion dollars in our names, we would be worse than Kanye West. Oh man, you talking? So the fact that he is yet still creating, like you know, uh, uh, oasis, an oasis for you know single mothers, yeah. you know, to come and you know have their children. He has a Donda Academy right. um, named after his mother. The fact that people were cussing out his mom. But, but not knowing that they're cussing out his mom because he made an album mm-hmm. made no sense. He was like, you know, I, he was like, at first I was kind of mad because I'm like, you're comparing this album. I have my beef with Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you're you're saying Donda effing sucks. Why would you? That's my mama, bro. <laughs> That's my dead mama. I made it in memory of her. You can like to do music. I have my own beef with him. But like. That's how senseless people are. Yeah. That showed it. These are like some, some of these people are Christians who was right. doing this, right. you know, right. yeah. but not understanding that, you know, that grief never ends yeah. that, you know, he is really dealing with certain things that behind closed doors, he needs our prayers. Yeah. He doesn't need the, the criticism and the things. A lot of celebrities need our prayers. A lot of people so they could turn from their wicked ways right. and follow Christ. Yeah. And he said, I want to follow Christ. Right. Now, I don't know whether he's following Christ or not, but he's saying, I want to. Yeah. And the least we could do is honor that right, right. and say, hey, as you, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not following you, but I'm following Christ and I'm praying that Christ be in you. Yeah. Um, and that's all we could say to that is that uh, we got to continue to uh, do less trolling and more praying. Do uh, less, uh, we, you know, sometimes we're so aggressive behind the keypad. Mm. So aggressive, so bold, and 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 we we got we I gotta say this about this person, you know I know what's going on. It's on my chest, I'm gonna get it off. <laughs> I'm gonna get it off. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to in business, you know, never despise small beginnings. Um, I'm gonna tie it back to faith and business real quick, and then and we're gonna go to the love section. Uh, can we call it that? Relationship section, love I mean, section. Okay, relationship section. Um, But um, I'm just going to say that never despise small beginnings, but never stay small. Yeah. Don't ever think small. Don't ever ever believe that. Because what God does, he doesn't do small things by itself. Mm -hmm. He uses small things to do big things. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the same way, when we are creating this thing called business in, in Christ, uh, businesses in Christ, where when, when we are pushing our 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 vision forward, we're writing it. We we all up in the you know the word, and mm-hmm. we know exactly what to say, how to say it. It sounds nice, it sounds crisp. We got to ask ourselves one question: Did God send me? Yeah, yeah. It sounds real good, but did God send me to this assignment? Come on. You know, some of us are on, on a assignment, but not the assignment. Mm-hmm. That God has assigned you to a specific task, but you are off course. So you're frustrated at a, at a thing 
that is not supposed to be your journey. So in the journey, you got to always ask yourself, am I called to this? Did God call me to do this? And how am I moving step by step? I tell Patrice every day, wake up a step forward, not a step backward. And that's all you got to do. Let's jump into our relationship talk. All right. So, y'all, let's talk real quick. We know that cuffing season is upon us. All right. And since we are not on a lockdown that we were on last year, a lot of you have been outside from the summer and now cuffing and now cuffing and now cuffing. All right. So we've had some conversations with some of our single friends about just how the stakes are high, how there's a lot going on out here. And just we are going to go ahead and provide some dating tips, some dating conversation, rather, Um to keep you warm in the spirit of God. <laughs> All right. So we know that what it sounds like is there's a draft. There's a cuffing draft. Uh-huh. All right. So you go ahead and pick people. So if you are on the talk of the tick, TikTok really do be, be having every type of thing going on. There are people that literally shoot their shot at people who have videos and be like, you know, hey, duet this video and I'm going to flu you out, you know, getting flued out, you know, but pretty much, um, <laughs> There's some things like as a Christian, we were talking about it the other day, Tweety, about how um, there's a lot of pressure put on Christians and you want to date and you want somebody to like you and you want to like them. And sometimes you end up folding or, or compromising um, some things you never would compromise on um, just to be liked and, and to, to want to be wanted. And so because I know this is a familiar thing that people don't talk about as often wanting to be wanted and how deceptive that can be. Um, I want to touch on that today. It starts off with the fear of not being picked, the fear of being left behind, or is there anything outside of this person in front of me? If that person provides the the top three qualities you're, you've been looking for and praying for, they are the, the person that you've wrote, wrote in your notebook um, or in, you know, in your mind as a man, like you're like, oh man, this is wife material. Um, is that, you know, like, is that enough? Does that warrant keeping or is, does that warrant you settling? Um, and I think in cuffing season, what you're going to see is a lot of you're good enough for now. Mm. You're good enough to show up to the holiday party with me, my grandma, and then I want you to give me a gift for Christmas, and then I want you to show up for uh, Valentine's Day, and then by March or April when it starts getting warm outside, you know, I'm outside again, so you got to go. But I think that we have definitely romanticized marriage in this generation, for sure. The millennials have, have, we we didn't drug that to the mud, baby. Like, (laughs) pretty much, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Marriage is a beautiful thing, but we've definitely, like, romanticized um, the yeah we made an idol out of um couple goals and you know getting flued out and power couple oh my gosh and just little stuff like that we we've definitely romanticized it and it's still nice like it's worth romanticizing that's don't hear me wrong but i believe that when we date people or when, when people are dating people um you tend to look for somebody that you could build that with like somebody you can kind of look good with as opposed to like be good to Right, you're not looking at the spirit or even like the the qualities that somebody has within them. Mm-hmm. You're looking at how they fit your puzzle, mm-hmm. how it's seamless from the naked eye, but deep down inside there there may be um, things are not being addressed. Mm-hmm. So when I think of when you say cuffing season, um, as a man, 
uh, that was a time where you find your your you know your home girl who was kind of like okay you know that's your friend but you know they really liked you and that's why they were around you and you decided to just you know see what happens mm-hmm. um, and I think for the girls it's almost the same thing this is the time to pick up your phone to the nice guy mm-hmm. who you really wanted to talk to oh, so why does the nice guy I feel like the nice guy and and, and listen um I have a question. Question. And no, I'm I'm doing a TikTok sound. And by the way, I have a question. And don't get mad at me because I know how you girls like to tussle. Um, I feel like the nice guy narrative is so much harder to shake than the nice girl. So, for instance, I'm going to put myself, again, drag myself to the red table. Um, so, the cape that I was trying to wear in college was think, trying to knock the nice girl narrative off. Like, the home girl, the cool chick, you know, very nice, very, you know, just, just, she, she, just she, Patrice is just nice. She's just nice. You know, I wanted to be a bad girl. You know, that Wale song came out, is it bad that I, you know, but I wanted to, to have that, that image because I felt like that one there was some sort of joy on the other side of having this 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 persona but then I also felt like it would get me chose because who want who doesn't want to be wanted and so that was my narrative I could speak I could speak to the good girl narrative narrative I could speak to being nice and in and, and really just trying to play fair and be cool and have you seen that plies clip on Instagram where plies is like plies been preaching lately Plies really has been preaching. I it's Prophet Plies. Prophet Plies has been preaching. I pretty much he was saying that he has a friend who has a daughter who's in college who's feeling extremely depressed because she feels like all her friends have like yeah, they're like getting flued out, you know, getting wigs, getting you know, getting bought new things and all of the well, I mean, you don't know what they have to deal with to get that. But what she's seeing is like somebody is entertaining you. Like somebody is like noticing you, you know. And the way that like we talked about it the other day, remember how like men essentially make the rules, like the, the power dynamic of men say, saying and stating what is worthy of looking at and what is worthy of choosing. Um, but the, and then by default disrespecting those things that don't fit into that box can really be damaging to young women, whether they have a father in their life or not. Um, I don't have much to say about Prophet Plies. Well, I pray that the Lord uses him in a mighty way. He was great. <laughs> Shout out to Prophet Plies. He really was. But, uh, what I do have to say is that, um, when it comes to how the society shapes, uh, the views of women, um, is that women are groomed to uh, not only appease men, but the idea of, how do I say this? The idea of, of toxic, a toxic man is almost attractive from teenagehood all the way up to like 45 that what I mean by that is that the toxic nature of the bad boy, the 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 man who uh, you know, hits you up at the middle of the night when, you know, ain't nobody hitting your phone up and you the nice girl. Uh 
um, the idea of being around and being your friend as you're going through your issues and with your boyfriend at the time. So I, I like the idea how you took you know ownership on who you were, and I, I, I <laughs> and profit applies. I'll just put myself on the red table. Um, and for me, it was when I I had perfected the idea of being the friend who stays around long enough. Like, I just stay long enough until you want me or you like, you know, the the friend who's a friend, but really is there just because you were a faux nice guy. Right. It was fake. It was just terrible. I know. That's why I said red table. I said very toxic. And the thing about that is that a lot of women didn't even see it coming as far as like why I was there. Um and, and, and what I want to challenge, since we are talking about cuffing season, that's the season of the faux, faux person. You know, that's the season for the, the, the those people win. So you were the, hey, we could come and watch Netflix and we're really only watching Netflix. That was you. I was, well, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> well, I'm, they not coming here. I'm going there. But, I'm saying, but you was on some like, no, we could really just watch Netflix. Yeah, it was. She was running to her homegirls in the group chat talking about some girl. He really just said we could just watch Netflix, and just because of that, he about to get this right a tat tat pat cat. Yes, so I I think that yes, um, and then you evolve from a faux person to then you become the the bad guy. Like you know, like he don't talk to me. You know, this person the like ghosting. Yeah, you you. But well, I wasn't tr- really much of a ghoster. I just. Didn't talk. That's I, ghosting. Uh, but if I see you, I'm not ghosting you. That's that's how no, I viewed no, it. No, 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 no. Let, can, that, let, no, no. <laughs> let me give a full definition of ghosting. Okay. All right. Let me give a full definition of ghosting. As somebody who has ghosted and been ghosted. All right. Ghosting is when you act as if we wasn't just up the other night. You was talking about your hopes and dreams and you had the leg up. Up and you was telling me you you wanted to get married and I was sitting up there talking I was outside your mama house and now you're being weird like that is ghosting the fact that I was outside your mama house and I was cutting the turkey and then she called me her daughter in law and then the next week you saw me you was like what's up Patrice and you walked right past me that is ghosting I never made it personal Um, I never even involved family you're the only I'll just give you this. You're okay. the only woman. Let me finish. You're the only woman who's We're ever. About the, the, I know, the I know. Thing. We're talking about comfort, but I'm gonna get back to that. You're the only woman who I've ever invited to meet my mama. That is great. To meet my family. All right, but, but let's talk about ghosting. But when and we talk about, you don't love yourself. <laughs> I love myself. I just didn't love the person. Okay, so so can I talk for a second about how a lot of women are groomed? And brought up to to not love themselves but find themselves lovable. Mm. A lot of women are 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 like you know I something you hear around that like preteen age where you like get your first heartbreak or you know your your crush lets you down or something like that. You're Some in bed singing icebox bottle. You know, yeah, but around that time. <laughs> where somebody's auntie comes out the woodwork and be like, baby, you got to love yourself. That sounds like a foreign language because this is because this entire time somebody has been saying, hey, you need to learn how to cook. Hey, you need to make sure you wear this and that. Hey, you're eight years old. Here's a slim fast. Lose five pounds Mm -hmm. like somebody out there 
has been saying this is what it don't no boy want this don't no man want that not love yourself no be lovable i like that point that you make there and i think the older the older i've grown um the more i've seen that our our young girls are being groomed to a lot of toxic behavior and they end up with toxic men uh, due to their own personal situations or just how society has placed it you could deal with that it's all right at least yours doesn't do this at least yours but like who's to say that i'm comparing the contrast based off of what you are going through yeah and um in the cuffing season this is where you see a lot of evidence both on men and women because some men end up finding themselves cuffed with the wrong person like they really might have the intent of being in a relationship but that person's there for a season um but speaking from the man perspective um we were always taught to chase but keep chasing Mm -hmm. but it's not one person to not keep yeah chase and not keep like chase and release like you for somebody so is there a kind way to ghost yes i'll let me speak on that through it i'm sure you know (laughs) no i don't i don't know uh but i can you know elaborate on somebody else's story somebody else's example um so you could kindly ghost somebody by having a face-to-face you know letting them know it was you it was it was me not you uh Elaborate. Wait, that's, but that's not. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <sighs> My go to was we were better as friends. That's terrible. All of this is still <laughs> terrible. But, but, but that's the immature me. But I want you to know what it translates to no matter what you say. It translates to you right. want somebody else and not me. Right. And, and I, I find myself in a place now that. I was never ready for a true relationship in the ages I was dating. And me and you had a question, which I want to ask you. Um, At what age did you realize that you wanted to date with purpose? Was it before you started dating or was it after kissing a couple of frogs? Um, hmm. When you actually realized what you wanted and needed in a husband or in a boyfriend, like when you actually... You know, I think when I first felt the desire to want to be loved and want to be wanted, and there's something about that feeling of someone desiring you, and 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 because I mean, you end up kissing frogs, they end up loving you, and you end up saying I love you too, and then then you have the leg up, up. Sorry, bad joke. Very bad joke. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. Let me, let me let me redeem myself. I'm sorry. Let me redeem myself. That. Okay, the song was playing in my head. By now, everybody's heard that TikTok. Anyway, um, but I think um, the first time you feel like you're dating with purpose or you feel like something can go somewhere um, is based off the seriousness of it. And I probably started feeling that way probably when I was, like, around 16 or so. Like, I wanted to, to this could be us forever. Like, where you could kind of, like, see that you're about to kind of become your own person you know, type thing. Um, before I get to the answer of that, um, I believe that for, I'll speak personally for me, um, I've never not felt wanted by the opposite sex. You never not felt wanted? Yeah, like at any phase of my life, ashy phase, you know, no haircut phase. Like there was, I never not felt wanted. 
So are you are you begging the question that when someone has gone through less feelings of feeling wanted, they may take more things seriously? Yeah, like when you have gone through situations where you've been taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a man who who going to do that. Who going to do that uh, and do this and uh, do this? Keep uh, that person. Uh, uh-huh. you, you went through a person who didn't love you. Yeah. Love this person. Hold this person, but that's also Hold toxic. Hold on to him. But that's also toxic because What life you, you didn't say? You got somebody good. <laughs> you hold on to <laughs> right, but that's also toxic from what you just said. Sixteen, said, seven. Even when your husband's legs, legs are, are gone, gone, that's, that's our that's our variation of yes, it. That's what he said. <laughs> but I feel like that's toxic, babe. Like at sixteen or seventeen, what you're being trained to believe, because the truth of the factor. Truth of the matter is that you are loved. Truth of the matter is there is somebody probably out there who wants you. Uh, but the idea that I now know is that more girls are going to deal with the feelings of not being wanted, not being picked yeah. than boys. Right. I mean, you really got to be, you know, it, it's hard. I've seen some some of everybody mm-hmm. be chose when it comes to some of the people I grew up with. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, the boys, like somebody chose you. I mean, but I've seen more girls. I've seen people that look like a rotten toe. I didn't go that far. I just said some people. Okay. Some. All right. <laughs> but um, but I've seen girls who were not ugly. Girls who uh, were just awesome people, actually. Be like run up, done up, whatever. So when you say awesome people, that means she was fat. <laughs> no, man. No, 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 Let me finish. No, let me finish. No, 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 no. No, you can't say that. Let's be honest. People are not going to. I don't want people to. No, it's not politically correct. Let me say it. Awesome politically correct. Okay, let me say No, because you know how many times I was awesome? Do you know how many times I was awesome? Man, you a good shit. You, some. Look, look, look. No, this is the next line that come from that. Man, somebody going to get you. But not me. me. Hey, I kept you. I kept you for life. For life. That's true. So what I I didn't mean it by that, but that's that's actually real funny. What I meant by awesome people is like um I dealt with the aggressive aggressive women wanted to like really what I mean by aggressive women, like they they were more in love and like liked me more than Mm -hmm. I liked them. So, okay, so is the psychology of this, do you end up, have you historically ended up liking girls more who did not show as much affection towards you? Yeah, because men naturally like to chase. Like, I don't want you to, like, over like me. So you you never wanted, so somebody being like, man, you coming up to somebody being like, man, I like you. And I'm like, I like you too. I've been waiting. I'm running. That's, really? I'm running. But you, but crazy. You, you're getting your energy. Nope. You're getting your energy. I don't, back. I didn't need that person. That that was like, I see, <laughs> hey, drink for another person. <laughs> hey, drink, I'm going to be, I'm going to be right back <laughs> and dip. Because that person, um, at that time in my life, I was going to have to do more like involvement. Like you're almost telling me that, hey, you down for whatever. I mean, but I didn't like. But what if that's what you said you were looking for? I, I think I liked a little bit of a. Honestly, I liked a little bit of a challenge. Here comes our third member. Uh, I liked a little bit of a challenge as far as um, the the women that I I did meet. What, one thing I liked about you is that you met me with witty conversations. You didn't meet me, and awesome. you were you're not awesome. You were great. You were. 
personable. You had charisma. You had uh, a lot going for you. I didn't have to be your world. You had your own world. And you meet certain people who, like, they want to be under your armpit, Mm. you know, and just sniff you. And and it it was just too much for me. So the everyday man wants to be thought highly of, but not overly pursued, understood, um, but also wants someone who ignores them at least once or twice out of the week. Not ignored, challenged. I want you to tell Define me. Find the challenge. I want you to tell me no. Sometimes I know I got dumb idea. I know I know that I'm not perfect. I, wow. Some stuff. Yeah. See. See. Oh. <laughs> I know that. Like, is there a club? <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you all the tea. I know that some stuff that I do uh, is not. You know, like I'm not perfect. I don't need you to like lie to me. I need you to correct me. But see, but see, the other, the flip side of that conversation is that there's men out there crying, Tyrese tears, saying like, "Man, I just want somebody to believe in me. I want somebody to believe in me when my album drop. I want you to believe in my mixtape. I want you to hold me down." And they forever respect the lady that hold them down. Preston, you want to fart on 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 this? Preston, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, to that I say this. I'll bring you back to uh, there was a there was a time where I was an aspiring rapper. Oh. She knows where this is going, okay. and I had dropped a song. <laughs> and in the song, uh, I had said, uh, "What was the line?" Uh, I don't know. The 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 finger wave line. Oh, what was it? I had dropped a line that was like I thought was real witty, and I I sent the song to Patrice, and I was like, "Babe, this is gonna be the one." And I've been listening to it all night. I really got it. This is it. It's gonna take me to the top, to the top. And she heard the song, and she's like, "No, immediately, immediately, no, immediately, no, <laughs> immediately, no." She's like, "Babe, you're you're a talented writer. I like some of your R&B writing songs, but this is not the direction to go." And I was butthurt. But one thing I loved about that, that she didn't step off the gas just to please me in that moment where I really thought I had something. Looking back at it, it was trash. But in a lot of those moments, that's what we need. And vice versa. There's some stuff that, you know, you know. And you come to me and I'm like, well, that's not it, babe. Let's try a different route. You met me with not just a yes or not just a no, but with an explanation with love and that's what I was looking for. That's what I love the most about you is that I respect uh, that you have your own mind, that you have your own thoughts, that your ideas are even better than mine, that I never look down upon that. Like I'm, I'm blessed because that's a jewel to me, that God gave me somebody who uh, in an area is better than me. And a lot of men don't want that. That's why they get in a place where it's like, oh man, I feel like you're challenging me. Some men feel like, they're compete. Some men are competing with their wives, and some wives are competing with their husbands. When it's supposed to be a, a effort, a oneness. Mm. So I know we were talking about cuffing, but I think it's important to understand that um, in all of that, you're looking for somebody who you could be one with, yeah. somebody that you can. You know, I hate when people say marriage is about work. I'm like, I don't really be liking to <laughs> jump. You know, jump into work like that. Marriage is about love. Marriage is about oneness. Marriage is about uh, being a team and working together. 
in the in the common task of anything, changing a diaper. Yeah. In the common task of, you know, creating a plan for the household. How are you going to create a plan and not involve the people you plan it with or for? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, as husbands, we uh, we tend to see ourselves in a higher light. But God is just giving you a position. And in that position, you play a role just like your wife plays a role, just like your kid plays a role or your kids play roles. And so I just think it's important um, to always work together. All right, y'all. So if you are out there cuffing, all right, one, we hope that you are um, praying during this cuffing season. You know, if you're out here trying to, you know, date and see what's out there and everything. Um, I say don't let uh, red flags linger too long because <laughs> the longer you stare at like a red, uh, a red light, the less likely you're able to like recognize a green one. Right. So definitely make sure that you're out here. Um, first of all, not out here being out here, but just praying. Um, a lot of people truly do desire. I know we did a lot of joking, but a lot of people truly do desire to have somebody to feel safe next to, to have someone that can share a safe space with and grow with and eventually lead to, to marriage and, and life after ever after. But, um, we also understand that different things happen in different ways. So, um, if you are like aspiring for marriage, but you have like couple goals or anything that you kind of putting on a mantle, um, just ask God to clear your heart of any expectations that, that aren't his, you know what I'm saying? Um, and also don't find yourself to have to be in a position to kind of fold and meet the mold. Cause that's kind of what we were talking about with all the different things we mentioned, uh, of a person just to want you. It's exhausting and tiring. And if they don't want you as you are, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. You know, like it ain't no beef. Just, just kind of release them to be who they need to be with, ahead, you know? So anyway, we are going to move on to adding up tax. All right, y'all. This is our favorite part. Well, this is my favorite part of the podcast. And what it is is us adding a little wisdom, a little free game, a little extra shum, 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 of something that we've kind of came up on this past week or the past few weeks uh, that we can just kind of share with you guys. So Tweety, go ahead and lead us. Yeah, I was uh, researching just about different businesses, and um, I came across this woman of God's business. Her name, um, uh, the name of the business is called Faith Boss. You know, she just happens to be sitting right next to me. But she has this dope website, www.faithboss.org. In it, she has a, uh, a downloaded downloadable business plan um, that she wrote last year in her first book, uh, and in this business plan, she is helping women of God, even men of God, if you choose to, you know, get the book and read it. I think all the tools that we've implemented with our businesses, Hustle Blends and uh, Faith Boss and even some of our personal brands uh, are helpful to the entrepreneur. Um, and how do you mold or mend faith being a faith uh, faithpreneur? And a true boss. This year is is almost like a, a complete uh, fulfillment of the book that she wrote. Um, this year, she's been able to truly be a faith boss, uh, meaning that she's walking in faith, not just by quitting her job, but in this year, she's able to maximize and help our business grow uh, double, triple what it was months ago. Um, and it's important for you as an entrepreneur to have um, a 
guide, a, a business plan, a book that's going to walk with you throughout the whole journey of starting from step two, not just step one. Step two, meaning that you've created the idea, you have the business, but you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know if you're stepping out that boat uh, that you're going to sink or swim or you're going to walk on water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really uh, I really would love to see y'all go and just go and download the the, the printable uh, business plan. Um, it's $5. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you <laughs> triple and make more than that. But I think it's important for y'all to do that. That's my uh, adding of tax. Wow. I am I tweeting. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here the whole time. Like, <laughs> like yo, I, um, I don't even have words for that, man. Because what I was going to say was uh, make sure that y'all check y'all, uh, y'all water and make sure it get hot before this winter storm comes. <laughs> All right, no, but for real, I'm not going to mess with y'all and keep y'all too long. Um, I want you to feel encouraged today that the things that you did last year, you're eating off of this year. All right. So whenever you do something this year, whenever you post that content or whenever you create that sale or that service or really pressing or, you know, that one step in the right direction that you've made this year or this time or this moment. Do not ever, ever, ever count out the power of one positive step in the right direction. How far, how far it can remove you from being in the worst place next year, you know? So definitely be encouraged in that whatever you plant this year, you're going to eat. You're going to eat soon. You may not eat now, but you're going to eat soon. So we love you guys. You need to take care of yourselves. We will be back next week for another potty, 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 potty. And as always, Pay your bill. Love you. Bye.